today's episode is a special tribute to the month of March and St. Patty's Day. As the month comes to an end, we had to pay tribute to leprechauns and the fairy world in general. While researching this topic, I was astonished by how many different types of fairies existed. Yeah, there were <laughs> so many. I had no idea that, right. that this was so extensive. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. And then I had to think about it like fairies, fairy tales, it kind of goes hand in hand. So I guess most mythical creatures that were a part of fairy tales are more than likely included in the family of fairies, I guess. So when I thought of it that way, I was like, okay, no wonder why. These are fairy tales that, you know, that we grew up with or heard about from other people. Um, Yeah, and um, I also read that a lot of these, um, I guess, legends inspired a lot of the fairy tales. So like the Brothers Grimm also took from these legends that were popular in Ireland back in the day. So I read that um, a lot of the older fairy tales took um, inspiration from the urban legends and the tales that were going around Ireland uh, back then. So it's kind of cool, you know? That's really interesting. So this episode... (laughs) episode is going to be a shocker for a lot of people um also some mythical creatures that i know of i didn't realize that were a part of the family fairy family um the first one on the list is obviously leprechauns i didn't know that they were actual fairies but yes yes (laughs) so um they're part of the irish folklore the leprechaun has evolved over the centuries the name has traced all the way back from the 8th century AD the first of their many names were and I'm going to butcher this name so anyone of Irish descent or that speaks <laughs> the language please Yo, let me know Ga- Gaelic is some some language I have yeah. to say and this is coming from someone who's Greek <laughs> Gaelic Gaelic is on another level. Yo, I can't I, can't, I can't I don't even want to say the name, but I have to. So if anyone knows the language and knows how to pronounce it correctly, please let me know because I tried to do Google Translate and nothing popped up. So um one of the first names that they were uh traced to was called Lucrepain. Lucrepain. <laughs> Meaning small body. <laughs> Other names that it went by were Lutropane, meaning a spirit or a pygmy. think I may have butchered that too, but uh, other names connected to the leprechaun are Lith Bergon, which means a shoemaker or a cobbler. Uh, mm-hmm. Some research, some researchers suggest that the leprechaun's pot of gold was used as a means of tricking humans into luring them into great danger. In most Irish folklore tales featuring leprechauns, they were depicted as 
as a rouge who will deceive whenever he can. In rare cases where humans catch leprechauns and tells they are easily outsmarted by this magical creature that often uses a person's greed against them. Uh, they are considered to be telepathic, like most, if not all, fairies. Uh, it's been said that leprechauns have only been known to be of male gender, so no female leprechauns have ever been um, <laughs> reported. And they, they have a desire for human-women companionship. This is interesting to me because while doing research, I came across a few stories in Iceland where fairy elves have kidnapped women and transported them to another realm where they reside in and basically using them to reprocre reprocreate, basically raping the women. Uh, oh my God. For years, they would keep them and then when they would bring them back to Earth, these women would would have thought that they had disappeared for maybe like a couple of hours and it would have been like years in our time. So they don't know how long they were actually gone. It's so they don't know how many like leprechaun, I mean, not leprechaun, but elf offspring that they produce with these creatures. Um, we'll have a, <laughs> what? That's cr I'm sorry. Isn't that's that crazy. ridiculous? <laughs> <laughs> Who comes up with this? Right. Uh, like, is it real? It has it happened. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's crazy. bizarre if this shit is real. Okay. Okay. So we'll have a separate episode about this topic because it goes down a rabbit hole and I just cannot wait to dive in and do research on this especially in Iceland like it's some crazy shit going on there um so yeah so this makes me wonder are certain fairies only a particular sex also in Iceland uh present day there are laws in place to protect fairy folk I think I read this too. <laughs> yeah, shit is real. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to read an article from the Daily Edge that kind of um, talks about Iceland and what's going on there with the fairies and the laws there. For an example mm -hmm. of it. Okay, so this is from the Daily Edge uh, newspaper article online. Ice Icelandic authorities have halted construction on a major road project to avoid affecting hidden elves living in the country's wilderness. Well, that's it. I mean, there's a law, so they have to be real. <laughs> the road, a direct <laughs> route from the the Af Aftens, if it is it Aftens Peninsula where the president has a home to the Reykjavik, I'll figure out that name, suburban of Gardaberia has been stopped <laughs> until the country's Supreme Court 
rules on a challenge brought by the elf advocates and environmentalists. <laughs> the Friends of Lava group fear disturbing elf habitant and claims that the area is particularly important because it contains an elf church. <laughs> and it's not the first time issues around the Hothafolk Iceland for wait, it's not and it's not the first time issues around the Hothafolk Icelandic for hidden folk have affected planning decisions. So that means this shit is pretty this is serious. This is real. I mean their government is involved in this. So uh, clearly <laughs> They, they don't want to fuck around with the elves over there. I mean, I don't know. I went, I've, I've been there and I didn't see any, <laughs> but. Um. But I could totally imagine if I was an elf, I would probably want to reside in Iceland. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places yeah. to hide. And... and I was reading somewhere else that they say that they're like under rocks in Iceland, that it's easy for them to hide or something like that. And maybe they're not hiding. Maybe they've been there for centuries and people just need to get a clue, you know? Yeah, that that's probably yeah. it. They, they probably were always there. Yeah, they there. were always there. So um, also from this article, it says they occur so often that the road in, um, oh, the decision the, the decision-making um, affects a lot of situations there. They occur so often that the road and coastal administration has come up with a stock media response for elf inquiries, which states, issues have been settled by delaying the construction project at a certain point while the elves living there have supposedly moved on. So I guess they had to wait until they packed up, got all their stuff gathered, and, you know, politely moved on. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So I think that is just so cool. And I think it's true. We should do a poll on, like, the listeners to see who thinks it's uh, true or false. But I, I believe it. I don't... Hey, the government barely lets us know about top secret stuff. So when this is like out in the open and for the public to view, saying that, yeah, yeah. this is blah, blah, blah. That means that clearly it's um, some real elf situations going on there. Yeah. I mean, Iceland's a magical place. Yeah, anyway, so. I can imagine. <laughs> it's beautiful with all that land. I, listen, if I was an elf. I would definitely reside there, you know? Okay. So uh, getting back to um, leprechauns. So leprechauns love to be in solitude uh, to the point that they prefer not to interact with other leprechauns or any other type of fairy for that matter. And they're considered to be loners. So they don't like anyone. They don't even like themselves. Yeah, I from everything I the ones that I did too, they they weren't very friendly and I think in general they say that fairies are just yeah. not nice. <laughs> Which is totally 
contradicting to what we've we've always known for fairies to be like these sweet little yeah so the the fair folk with like sparkling tutus exactly like in peter pan so yeah i mean tinkerbell was a little sassy yeah but she was so adorable and nice at the same time (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah also they love to drink and were known to be noisy at night disturbing the peace of others this also led to put them into another category of fairies which are known as the clobler king or clusherian cannot pronounce that clusherian cousins to the leprechaun known in the irish folklore as being little drunk elves that kept messy homes sounds like me (laughs) also thought to be particularly (laughs) mischievous house haunting drunkards and so they so they were like little burglars but they would be drunk while they would like rob you at night um they love to steal from taverns and could be found escaping from wine cellars or passing out in one. The Lucrian is also described as a trickster and a practical joker, also a disruptor of order and quietness in the household, making noise day in and out. Despite his troublesome nature, the Clusrian takes special care of the of their family to whom he has attached himself to, uh, and known to be a very protective and known to be very protective of their property so you can see the similarities with them and leprechauns um except for they seem a little more friendlier and more goofier mm-hmm. uh, yeah they sound like yeah, a good time they do. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so that's it for the leprechaun uh so the next fairy on my list is one of my favorites uh, it's Krampus. I don't want to get too deep into this one because, again, of course, we're going to have an episode on Krampus. Uh, but I'm just going to give, like, the main details about him. Okay, so Krampus originates from Alfin folklore. And the description of Krampus is often shown with one uh, Calvin hoof or cloven hoof like a like the pagan earth spirits and one human foot krampus is a demonic hairy horned beast with a long pointed tongue who drags who has dragged chains and carries a birch and carries birch branches for whips the (laughs) the old german word for claw krampian is the source for krampus name he does not necessarily sprout claws, but his fangs are very sharp. Krampus was meant to be the alter ego of Saint Nick and considered to be mm. his helper, filling in doing all the dirty work for all the naughty little kids. He would come in the night and take all the bad kids away, ripping out ponytails, chaining kids, <gasps> leading kids off a cliff, drowning them, and throwing them into a pit of fire. 
That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) In the 1930s and 50s, the Catholic Church put a stop to the Krampus celebration and and tells due to horrifying stories. Despite the terrifying acts of Krampus, till this day, people still celebrate the creature in many parts of Europe. Krampus Snatch, the Night of Krampus is what it's called. On this evening of December 5th, St. Nicholas Day Eve, young men dress up as the Krampus and roam the streets frightening children in Germany, Austria, Romania, Bavaria, Italy, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary, and many other places. That's what's up. <laughs> we should do that here. I know we should, right? I would dress up to scare exactly. the kids. Exactly. Exactly. I that's why I love Halloween I know. so much. I live for it's this. like it's like having a little <laughs> spurt of Halloween spirit in the month of December basically exactly it sounds really cool we should definitely maybe we can like go to one of those countries on that day i'm always down for travel yeah let's do it all right so the last fairy on my list is the banshee also a favorite of mine and also one that i'm not going to go into great detail but i'll just you know, kind of summarize the character. But basically, this one is one of my faves also just because there are there have been so many, so many real-life encounters with the Banshee. Like, people have stories about witnessing this creature in their dreams or, mm-hmm. like, just in, in actual reality till this day, present day today. Okay. The Banshee is a fairy in Irish folklore, and her scream is believed to be an omen of death. So she, it's supposedly said that it screams really, really loud to the point where your ears want to bleed. The scream is also called the Kaon, which means keening, and is a warning that there will be a sudden death in the family or some type of tragedy coming soon. I don't want to give too much information, again, because we're going to do an episode on her. But to sum up the Banshee, not all Banshees are evil or scary creatures. There are some that had strong ties to their families and life. And then after they passed away, they continue to watch over them in death. When they manifest themselves, Banshees appear as beautiful, enchanting women that sing a sorrowful, eerie song, which it's filled with concern and love for their families. This song can be heard a few days before the death of a family member. And in most cases, the song can only be heard by the person for whom it is intended for. So to it's for whoever's about to pass away. If they hear the song, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, lights out. <laughs> that's that's scary. <laughs> it's pretty scary, right? And yeah, so people have like there's so many encounters of people dealing with the banshee. 
So it's not just for people that are about to die. I think it's for any bad luck or something like very bad is about to happen. She's just warning you. Mm. And usually she is maybe an ancestor from your lineage that has watched over all your family members throughout the centuries. So, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, know that. I know. Cool. So on to you, Candace. I'm... All right. Um, I just want to say happy Ostera for all my witches Ooh. out there. The spring equinox is upon us. It's one of my favorite times yes. of the year. Season <laughs> always a good one. Yeah. So you know, been doing my New Year rituals. <laughs> little sage, little Palo Santo. Yes. Got to get it on. Yes charged my crystals under the full moon oh nice (laughs) yes so just wanted to spread spring wishes to everyone out there and it made me really excited for this episode so I thought I was like kind of weary about fairies because I wasn't sure because I don't know too much about them but I found some really cool ones that I didn't again didn't realize were considered to be fair folk It's so, like this episode was definitely an eye opener. Definitely learnings yeah. for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the fairies that I found is called a changeling. Um, you've heard of this yes. one before. Yes. Um, this is a fairy that is put in the place of a human child. Um, which scares a lot of parents, I guess. (laughs) I would be scared. Uh, Yeah, it is said that fairies admire human babies. They believe that they are happy, healthy, and sturdy beings. Some say a fairy will take a human baby out of spite because it thinks that it isn't loved enough by its human parents. Oh, shit. That's scary. Yeah. (laughs) I would be terrified as a parent. So make sure you over overly love your your babies out there. Right. <laughs> so the the changeling is the fairy that's that replaces the human child. And usually it looks like a sickly child. Um, it wouldn't grow to normal size and it will have strange characteristics like long beards and sharp teeth, knowledge beyond its years. Because from what I've read, they said that the changeling is usually a fairy elder, and they use the fairy elders to replace the human babies because the fairies know that the human parents would take care of it and make sure that nothing bad would happen wow. to it. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty interesting. Um I did not realize, like, how extensive this story yeah. was. Yeah. Um, so there was, so obviously when word got out that this was happening, uh, people started doing things to keep the fairies away. So some legends say if you keep an inverted coat or open iron scissors where the child sleeps, that that should keep them away. Mm. And, and a, a side note, I've, through everything I've read, iron prevents all fairy folk from coming near you. And it's what kills if you stab them with, like, iron yeah. scissors or a knife. That's how they Wow. Die. Yes. 
reminds me of like um you don't really hear how to kill certain type of i guess fairies but um it reminds me of like how silver bullets kill yeah yeah werewolves Mm -hmm. very interesting um yeah it's it was cool and um unfortunately if a family is cursed with a changeling that isn't where their misfortunes end. It is said that changelings drain their host families of all their luck. And if you treat a changeling badly, the fairies will treat your child in the same manner. Oh my manner. gosh, that's horrible. <laughs> it's like, so like they, they not only take your kid and give you this like old fairy, <laughs> <laughs> then they like watch you to make sure you take care of the fairies that's just bad that's bad (laughs) it's not nice for sure so i found uh three three lists three tips uh if you would like to get your child back they have um tips for you oh my god (laughs) yeah and it's i i don't know these are kind of (laughs) crazy okay so <laughs> Number one, hosting a direct swap with the trooping fairies. So I guess these these kind of fairies, they leave the burrows where they live more, I guess, to explore and find food or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so you would set up a meeting with them uh-huh. um, to make the trade. But this would also require specific spells and rituals. Um, so you would need to do a lot of research for Mm -hmm. this. Um, the second tip was nursing the changeling to happiness and a healthy demeanor. And that may encourage the fairies to want the changeling back. So they may want the changeling. So they give you you a very unhealthy (laughs) old changeling and then they get like (laughs) a healthy baby. Yes. Wow. And if and if you succeed <laughs> at like nursing this changeling to health, you may get your child back. Maybe. Damn. It's not it's not certain. And the third option is an option that is strongly not recommended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but since fairies are considered to be demons in some areas of Ireland, it is said that fairies can also be exercised from the host changeling so this 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 uh story i read um their their viewpoint is that the changeling isn't a separate being it's actually some something that possessed the existing human child like a demon so they so they say you could exercise the baby um so it, it is said that people used to beat and torture the changeling um, until they feel that it's been exercised. Um, Yeah, that's... Yeah. Anyway. That was was so creepy and so scary. Yeah, I just... Yeah, that was... I don't know. This legend is, like, hardcore. Um, and there's hundreds of different tales of changelings across Europe. Um, it's this legend like exploded, I think, because back 
back in the day, hundreds of years ago, um, where medicine and um, healthcare wasn't as advanced as it is now, people didn't know like why they would give birth to a baby and then all of a sudden it'd be inflicted with an unexplained disease or condition. Mm -hmm. So they came up with this story that a fairy took their healthy baby and replaced it with a changeling. No. Okay. So I, it's like a coping mechanism. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's what I have for changelings. Um, I, I knew somewhat about them, but I didn't know, like, the real story. Yeah. So, you know, I found some interesting things. And obviously, there's, like, a hundred different kinds of changelings yeah. that I I came across um, all over Europe, like I said. So, totally can do another episode just on changelings. I think we should, definitely. So, my next fairy, which, again, did not know this was a fairy, the Marrows, which we mostly know as mermaids. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yes, but they're not like Ariel, which I was kind of disappointed about. <laughs> yeah, I was they're expecting, like... like... <laughs> I, yeah, they're, like, kind of evil. They're evil yeah. bitches, man. Everything that I was reading made me scared. Like, I thought it was, I was going to be reading, like, The Little Mermaid... Uh, no, it was not like that. But um, what I did notice is that most of the stories were about the women mermaids uh-huh. and not not mermen. So it's like the opposite of leprechauns. Um, the men are said to be rarely seen. Wow. And this is my favorite part of this whole story about mermaids. And I think it's pretty fitting. Uh-huh. Uh, the men, the men are described to be hideous as scaled, <laughs> was hideous creatures that are scaled and have pig-like features, with long and pointed teeth. Wow! <laughs> and I think that's pretty yeah. fitting for for men. <laughs> pig-like features, love it. <laughs> So whoever wrote this story was scorned really bad. <laughs> um, the women, on the other hand, are said to be very beautiful and love to seduce mortals. Her feet are flat and her hands have thin webbing between the fingers. But but as a member of the fairy community, she has a natural and <clears throat> natural hatred towards humans. And in some parts of Ireland... They're regarded as messengers of doom and death. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, no no singing on rocks, <laughs> combing your hair with forks. Right. <laughs> um, so they also, and I didn't know that they had feet. I always thought it was like a tail. Yeah. But the Irish, the Irish version of this story is they have feet, which was interesting. Yeah. And another interesting fact is um, they wear clothes that are magical, and that's what helps them dive deep into the water. So it's not just like a natural ability of theirs. Wow. Very interesting. So in Southern Ireland, it was said that the mermaids wore a small red Mm -hmm. cap 
and in Northern Ireland, it was said that they wore a sealskin cloak. Um, to come ashore, she would have to take the clothing mm -hmm. off. But if, but if a human found these clothes, they would have power over her, and she would not be able to return to the sea unless the clothing was returned. Wow. So, yeah, so, like, a lot of, like, the fishermen would stalk the shorelines for mermaid clothes so they can get them a mermaid uh -huh. wife. <laughs> um, and it's said that uh, there are a few famous families that claim their descent um, from human mermaid unions. Um, yeah, so the O'Flaherty's, O'Sullivan's of Kerry, and the McNamara's of Clare are said to come be descendants of a mermaid human marriage. Wow. <laughs> yes. That's pretty cool. And um, so this this certain fairy is like the changeling. Mm -hmm. So there are so many stories from so many other countries. Um, and obviously they're all very different. I almost did the Greek version because I am Greek and, you know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, attracted to those yeah. stories, but I'm a little biased, <laughs> but I, I, I do love Ireland and it was one of my favorite countries to visit. Yeah. So I chose to do this and they actually had most of the, um, like the stories about them. So I pulled this one story I mm -hmm. found from the county of Kerry, okay. where the O'Flaherty's and the O'Sullivan's are mm -hmm. from. Um, it's about a fisherman named Lutie. He saw a mermaid lying on the beach, stuck, stuck in the sand, and she couldn't get back into the mm -hmm. ocean. And he was known for being very kind and giving gentle man. Mm -hmm. So he rescued her and carried her out to the waves. Um, the marrow, her name was Marina, she granted him three wishes for rescuing her, um, and he asked her for the ability to break curses brought about by dark mm -hmm. magic to be, to be able to command malevolent spirits to carry out char charitable mm -hmm. deeds and the power to make good things happen for those in need. Oh, nice. And sh she was so impressed by his selflessness that the sea maiden added a final gift of prosperity to Ludi mm -hmm. and all his future descendants. So, like, she, you know, helped him out for helping yeah. her out. So he went to go shake her hand, um, and she sensed the pureness of her soul when, of his soul when she touched mm -hmm. his hand. And that's when her natural wickedness came out, and she tried to seduce him. Um, but he was kind of a badass, so he, so that seduction did not work on him, wow. and he was carrying an iron pocket knife. Uh -huh. And like I said before, iron is said to harm all fairy uh -huh. folk. So she got pissed and promised she was going to come back and reclaim him in nine uh -huh. years. And you know what? I've realized like these stories 
what's with the random years? Like, I will come back in 13 years. <laughs> Who knows? Like, Maybe, like, nine was, like, popular <laughs> back then. But wait, why did she... What made her, like, switch up on him? I thought at first she was, like, taken back by how genuine he was, and then she saw how, what, genuine he really was, so she wanted to take advantage of him? What? Yeah, he wanted. she wanted to take him back to her lair oh my in the gosh. ocean. <laughs> hey. She was know, like, no, it's you're tough. mine. Yeah, it's tough out there. You know, India? <laughs> being being a fair maiden, <laughs> trying to find trying to find a, a good a good, good guy. Man. You know? <laughs> I guess. So why not kidnap him, take him back with <laughs> I, you know, I may start trying to do that. <laughs> Maybe I'll get lucky. Start kidnapping. Guys. Oh, watch out, guys! Candace is coming. <laughs> <laughs> so the nine years passed. Uh, Ludi got married, had two mm-hmm. kids. He took his son to go fishing, and when they reached the shore, Marina showed up and grabbed him, and he was never oh to be seen gosh, again. Oh my gosh! So she really came and took him. Yeah, how bitchy Jeez, is that? That was mean. <laughs> Like, come on. That was so, a sad story. But, but then all his wishes weren't granted because... Yeah. No. She totally played yeah. him. Not fair. Not fair at all. But, again, there's so many stories and we could do, like, a 10-hour show. Oh, yeah. We're definitely doing an episode <laughs> on uh, mermaids and mermen. Yeah, but I picked a third fairy india Ooh, let's hear this one <laughs> <laughs> i had to i had to do this i never heard of this before we decided to do this episode um so i decided to do the fairy kochi did you see this one when you were doing your no, research no i didn't so a kochi is translated to a fairy cat. Oh, yes, I did. The fairy cat. Yeah, I remember because <laughs> of the illustrations. I was like, what is this? And the kochi is also known as the king of the cats. And you know how I love my yes. kitties. Oh, yeah. This I... was the one I found. I put in. I, You know what? I had grabbed so many different um like documents about fairies and I just put them on our our thing and yeah that yeah. one that one was strange I was like yeah let's come back to that one so yes it was strange and I didn't think I was gonna find anything mm-hmm. on it but then I, I found the the stories that were told about the kachi mm-hmm. and they were freaking hilarious <laughs> so I really wanted to end I really wanted to end this this section of the episode <laughs> with this because I was crying so hard from laughing because it was so funny. I chose one story, even though it's really hard to choose. <laughs> so it was it's about uh, the Irish poet named Senshuan Torpist, which I don't think I pronounced that right. So this guy is the original roast rhymer. Uh-huh. So he was a poet 
um, who would roast people what? <laughs> with with his rhymes. <laughs> I like this one already. <laughs> um, so one night he was having dinner with the king, um, and he was criticizing all the food the king was having brought out to mm. him. The only food that he wanted was a hard-boiled egg, which which I found to be strange. Mm. And before he could eat it, a rat came across the table and stole the egg right from under him. So like any of us would do in that situation, in anger, Senshan used his poetic skills to criticize all the cats of the land for not ridding the rats, including King... I'm going to butcher this name too. King Lurushan, the king of the cats. And the cat heard him got pissed and appeared into the castle so he was like hey man can't criticize me and my my flock of kitties (laughs) so he appeared grabbed the poet and was gonna take him back to his lair Uh to to criticize the poet himself in private what (laughs) But St. Kieran appeared, it's the first saint of Ireland, and stopped him. So naturally, the asshole, Seshan, in response to the saint for saving him, started rhyming at the saint, making fun of him for intervening between him and the cat. (laughs) So that's how the story ends. (laughs) I was... (laughs) It's so random, and someone, like, sat there and wrote this. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, too. But the funny thing is about this cat, it was said that it wasn't a cat at all. It's actually a witch that that could transform into a cat nine times. So, like, the nine lives, that's that's where it comes from. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So that's all I have for my little fairy that rant. That was interesting. We should definitely um, do an episode on them, too. There's a dog one, Ooh. also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The dog, dog yeah, fairy. Yes, <laughs> I love my dog. Yeah. Um, yes. Wow, this, this is a really cool episode. Um, and, yeah, again, as far as fairy goes, I have a different outlook on them now that we've done this episode yes I have a new respect for fairies because yo you guys you run deep it's a lot of you it's a lot of different (laughs) different um types of fairies and not all of them are sweet if not all aren't sweet and nice um, yes, there's some mean ones yes, out there. There's really mean ones, and it's it's so many layers. I found so much, but I didn't want to give it all away in this episode. So we definitely have to like dig through and kind of organize how we're gonna do our episodes on fairies because there's so many interesting facts about them and um, real life encounters with them, things that are going on yeah. in society today that people don't think you know they take it as a joke like they don't believe it like elves and things like those are real like they they've 
been there's so much evidence out there um especially in europe well, i mean yeah. yeah i mean iceland has freaking laws to protect mm-hmm. them so i mean <laughs> it's so many like and there's so many organizations that uh they do research on fairy folk and and like how they it's just they they have abandoned little areas where they have lived and people have found tools that they've yeah. used and stuff like that so yeah we're, we'll definitely i'm excited to do episodes about fairies any type of fairy i'm, I'm excited to do an episode about and learn more let's do yeah. it so that wraps up our second episode candace Please send all listener stories to info at bdumpodcast.com.